Hi, this is Dan Matson. Please note that this podcast was created several years ago. Some of the links, email addresses, phone numbers, and promos are outdated and no longer valid. If you want to contact me, my email address is woodenboatdan at gmail.com. Once again, that's woodenboatdan at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Hooked on Wooden Boats, episode number two. I'm Dan Matson, and I'll be your host today. This Wooden Boat podcast is for wooden boat enthusiasts who want to share the passion of their journey of building, buying, maintaining, admiring, dreaming, sailing, motoring, and messing about in wooden boats. So join us on the adventure. Well, welcome back, folks. This is episode number two of Hooked on Wooden Boats. It's great to be back. Um, If you listen to my first episode, I talked quite a bit about why I'm doing this podcast and some of the boats that I built, and I'm really excited. Um, I'm also taking a podcasting class from Cliff Ravenscraft, and I've learned a lot in the last week on that. And one thing I've learned is you don't want to have computer problems. (laughs) which I've had some this week, so I'm still working through those. Today I'll be talking about uh, why I'm podcasting, a little bit more detail on that. I'll give you a little update on my class that I'm taking. I want to talk about why I like wooden boats, and then I want to tell you a pretty interesting story about a wooden kayak that I built and sold and how that connected me to some people in New York and some people here in Washington State and it's it's a pretty uh, compelling uh, it's a very compelling story I think uh, I think you'll enjoy it so anyway I wanted to talk a little bit more about why I am podcasting you know for me podcasting which I've been listening to podcasts for the last couple of years is really a great way to learn and connect with people, have fun. I've just enjoyed listening to podcasts in the car quite a bit and have just learned a ton. In fact, that's why I'm doing this today is because of my own experience with podcasting. I just think it's a, it's a great way to communicate with people and get information out and have some fun. And I like to have fun. Uh, and I have a I believe I have a passion for and a good understanding of wooden boats, and I've built some boats. I've talked about that before. And I like the fact that podcasting can be done from any location with a computer and an internet connection. And I want to be an encouragement and a source of support to other folks in their journey in life. So those are some of the reasons I'm doing this. I am making some good progress in the A to Z podcasting class I'm taking. I'm actually recording this week into a digital audio recorder made by Roland. So the audio quality this week should be a little better than last week. Last week I was recording into my iPhone 4, and that worked okay. But this week I'm on this, uh, I've got this digital audio recorder with built-in condenser mics and... uh, I'm pretty excited about this because I can take this little handheld recorder with me and go places and do interviews, which I plan to do. I I plan to go to some of the wooden boat centers around the Seattle, Washington area, which there's quite a few I'm finding out. I've been to several, but I'm finding out there's more. 
I'll be able to go out and interview people in the field and do all that sort of thing. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, so let's talk about why I like wooden boats. And maybe you share some of these th same things. I love the fact that uh, wooden boat is building wooden boats is a tradition. Uh, people have been w building wooden boats for hundreds of years. And what's kind of cool, I think, is I can get a book and I can build a boat today using the same methods somebody used in 1900 or 1850 or 1920. I can basically replicate what they do. And I think that's pretty cool to carry on those traditions and those crafts. In today's world, a lot of the stuff we buy is you know, made in some foreign country and manu mass manufactured. And think about wooden boats is each one is unique. Each one is handmade. It's uh, not coming off an assembly line and it's, it's unique and has its own beauty. And wooden boats are beautiful, I think. Uh, even wooden boats that are painted and only have a little bit of varnish, they're, they're very beautiful. The other thing I like about it is you can make a boat. You can do it. And, you know, can you make a car? Well, maybe not. <laughs> I wouldn't try. But I can go get some lumber and some glue and a few other things and put a bunch of pieces of wood together and end up with this beautiful object that I can put in the water and use and have a blast with. And I think that's really cool. And what I find in the wooden boat community is that there's a lot of artsy, craftsy people that are, they like tradition, they like to carry on the the craft of wooden boat building, and I think that's really cool. So those are some of the things I like about it, and hopefully you enjoy the same things. Next thing I want to talk about is this uh, boat that I built, and I want to tell you a story behind this. Um, in I mentioned this in my last podcast, that in about 2001, my wife and I went to the West Coast Sea Kayak Symposium in Port Townsend, Washington, we tried out some kayaks that were available to purchase by kit and we settled on a Mill Creek 16 and a half foot kayak that's made by a company called uh, Chesapeake Lightcraft Boats in, see where are they located? They're back on the East Coast. I think they're in Maryland. So I purchased a kit. It was about a thousand dollars and I built this, uh, built this kayak from the kit. And I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, so it probably takes me more time to build a boat than some people, but when I got done, I wanted something that was really beautiful to look at. And in fact, I've got a picture of it up on my website. If you go to hookedonwoodenboats.com, and you click on the menu option at the top that says My Boats, uh, there's a picture of it on there. The hull of the boat, I painted a real nice blue color and then the top is a Brunzeal mahogany that I put about probably at least six coats of varnish on. And I made hatches for the boat that uh, attach from inside so there's no straps over the top to give it real clean lines. And I put a rudder on it and I painted the inside of the boat and it was a beautiful boat. And I finished it probably in 2000 three or four right around there. Uh, I also built some paddles for the boat out of uh, Sitka spruce and Akumi plywood. And 
uh, began using the boat a little bit. It was mainly a kind of a fair water, <clears throat> excuse me, it was kind of a fair water, fair weather type of boat, open cockpit. I used it a handful of times over the next four or five years, but what I found was the boat was hev just heavy enough so that I just, I wasn't uh, that incentivized to put the boat on top of the car and take it out and use it. And so made the decision in 2008 that I would go ahead and try to sell the boat and maybe make something different that I was going to use a little bit more. So I talked to the folks at Chesapeake Lightcraft and said, you know, what do you think this thing's worth? And they thought probably $1,500. So I had paid 1000 for the kit and then I would upgraded some things on the kit and I would made the paddle. So I probably had $1,300 into the boat and a lot of hard work. But I just thought, you know, it's it's okay to get rid of something and move on and do something different. So I put an ad on Craigslist in the Seattle, Washington area for put pictures of the boat on, describe the construction, and put a price of $1,500 on there. And a couple of days later, I got a call from a gentleman named Len, and he was calling from New York, uh, Manhattan. Introduced himself, said he lived on the 35th or 39th floor of a high-rise building in Manhattan that he had fallen in love with my boat seeing the pictures and he wanted to purchase it. So I thought, well, this is kind of odd. Uh, a guy calls, he's never seen my boat other than pictures, and he wants to buy it. But anyway, he was a really nice gentleman, so we arranged that he would send me a cashier's check and then when I received that check, he, what he was going to do was have his sister and brother-in-law who live in Washington State, he was going to have them come and pick the, the kayak up and take it to their house over on Lake Sammamish near Seattle and then uh, figure out how to get it from there back to New York. And he told me about how he dreamed, he just thought it was a gorgeous boat and he really dreamed about taking this kayak out on the Hudson River and paddling on the Hudson River. So that was pretty cool. So uh, anyway, a few days later, I got a cashier's check for $1,500. And I'm a little suspicious. <laughs> so I actually was able to verify that it was a good check. Called some 800 number at the bank and deposited the check. And then Len's uh, sister and brother-in-law, Kevin and Jeannie, contacted me and said they'd like to pick the boat up. So they came over on a Saturday. This was July 2008, and they were very nice folks. We chatted quite a bit. Um, it was really hard to get rid of the boat. In some ways, I was pretty emotionally attached to it because I had put so much work into it, and it was a beautiful boat. But I felt like, you know, this is going to a good home, and this is pretty cool. So we talked quite a bit with uh, Kevin and Jeannie, and then at the time I was building a skin-on-frame kayak, so I showed them that, and they really liked that. So we really connected pretty well. And um, so I got their email address and all that, and then and that was in July. 
And then in September of 2008, I got a, an email from Jeannie. And I'm going to read this to you because it's, it's a pretty moving email. Now, I haven't cried for years. In fact, the last time I cried, I think my wife called 911 because <laughs> she thought something was really, really crazy was going on. <laughs> That's a little bit of an exaggeration. But anyway, this is a pretty moving story. So I'm going to try to uh, stay composed as I read this. So this is a, a letter from Jeannie the sister of the gentleman that was buying my boat he lived in new york and she was in washington state and this was written about a month and a half after they picked the boat up and here's what Jeannie says hi dan this is a sad and difficult note to write my brother died thursday evening in new york city in the hospital his liver gave out due to metastasized colon cancer in the liver Kevin and I were able to be there for those final hours. And one note I'll make here as I read this is that in this email, she calls the kayak a canoe. So don't get, get confused, but it's referring to the kayak that I sold him. So in the next paragraph, she says, The canoe and my brother's purchase of it and all the energy around that purchase was one of the topics we discussed around him in those final hours. I doubt that he understood the nature of that conversation, but the canoe has taken on mystical, spiritual proportions far beyond what anyone might have suspected. His best friend, a man named Jim, had just arrived from a return flight from Athens, Greece, and as we all sat there keyed into every difficult breath my brother was taking, we began talking about the canoe. My sister-in-law referred to it as his last fling. When Lynn had been researching it and corresponding with you online, she thought he was making plans to sell the other four kayaks that he had. Remember, he lived on the 45th floor of an apartment building overlooking the Hudson River. When my brother had called me to see if we could pick it up from you, it was the last time I heard real enthusiasm and happiness in his voice. It turns out his wife, Theda, did not know he was buying it until after you guys had closed the deal. It was apparent he had a strong vision of being well again and being able to go out and about paddling free. My younger sister happened to see it in our garage, uh, that's the kayak that I sold him, and said in one of her last conversations with Len over the phone, I will imagine you paddling in that canoe being healthy and well. And somehow in that moment I felt like that canoe had become his spirit canoe. His wife Theta said many times how beautiful Len thought the canoe was, that he was attracted to it because of its great beauty, and that its maker, you, should really be appreciated for building such a beautiful boat. While the canoe still sits in our studio, it has come to symbolize a part of my brother's life where beauty fused with this love of being on and near the water. I'm not sure what is going to happen to the boat, but it may end up with his friend Jim with a home on Long Island Sound. I have a request that you may or may not feel like you can take on. 
I would like to commission you to build a model canoe or kayak to give to my sister-in-law, Theta. She cannot hold on to the kayaks or the two-seater canoe that you built, but I would love for her to have something beautiful and symbolic of this last eternal voyage that my brother is on. On the one hand, it would be wonderful to have it for his memorial service on September 26th in New York, but time is not necessarily an issue. If you are willing to build a small model, no larger than 12 inches, whenever it was, it was done would be okay. I have no idea if you can even imagine doing such a thing, but when I saw that Inuit-style kayak you were building in your workshop, uh, that's a, the uh, skin-on-frame kayak. I, too, was overwhelmed by the extraordinary craftsmanship and beauty of the frame as it was. She saw the frame before the skin was uh, stretched over the boat. Anyway, a memorial model may not be anything you could do or would like to do, but I thought I would propose it anyway. I have no idea how much time, etc., such a thing would take or how much you would like to be compensated for it if you would like to do that, but I am open to hear your thoughts on the matter. Anyway, please consider it, and regardless, I shall always call this boat we have here with us his spirit canoe. My brother was a multi-talented, gifted, creative, intellectual, spiritual thinker and doer, and it is a beautiful vision to think of him paddling, healthy body and soul, carefree in that boat. Thank you for the joy you unknowingly gave to my brother in his last months of life and to the enduring vision you helped to create for him and his family. Sincerely, Jeannie Detlor. So when I received this email, I was kind of blown away. I was, it was like I didn't know that he was uh, sick when he called me. Apparently at the time he called me, he had cancer when he purchased the boat. And uh, then to find out he had passed away, but then to find out how this boat had really given him hope in his last days and the, you know, at his deathbed, this, this boat had become a big topic of discussion. So anyway, a couple of days later that I wrote back to Jeannie and I said, Jeannie, thanks for your inspirational and insightful letter. Wow, I had no idea Len was ill. He was very pleasant to talk to and, he, and I knew he loved the boat just from seeing the photos online. It was like he immediately connected with it even though he had never physically seen it. My deepest condolences to you and your family at this time. I am glad that Kayak provided him something to look forward to in his last days. There is something about dreaming about being on the water in a boat that is nearly as good as actually doing it. Water can be so soothing and healing. Please give me a little time to think about building the model. I haven't done that before, but I think it would be a fun project. If the timeline isn't critical, that would be helpful. I would make the price reasonable also. I will get back to you on that soon. I want to think it through before I make the commitment. God bless Dan. And then I put a footnote in there, uh, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So that's what I wrote back to Jeannie, and that was in September. So I had that, at the time I was busy doing things, and I, I had never made a, 
a boat model before, but I knew I could do it. It would take some time, and I thought it would be really special for that family. So in December of that year, probably three or four months later, I emailed Jeannie, and I told her, you know, Jeannie, I'd be willing to do this now, and I would charge you, I don't know what I told her, $50 or something, just the cost of material, but I would like to do this for your sister-in-law. And as it turns out, her, uh, her sister-in-law had passed away after Len had, so the, the model was no longer needed. Anyway, it's kind of an interesting story. I thought that uh, boats can kind of take on a life of their own when they're handmade and can really touch people's lives and get people excited about life. And uh, you can really get connected with other people through stuff like this. So uh, I wanted to share that. And if you have comments or questions about that, you know, please email or call me. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, the email is dan at hookedonwoodenboats.com and the feedback hotline is 424-206. No, that's not right. Hi folks, Dan Matson here. I was editing my podcast today and I wanted to insert a footnote in here. Uh, it's the day after I recorded the podcast about the kayak. What I found out at the end of the story was that uh, the kayak did get shipped back to New York to Len's friend Jim. And apparently Jim lives near or on the Hudson River and uh, paddles the kayak on the river. So I thought that was pretty cool. I would love to see the boat again and connect with Jim. So, hey, if you're ever out on the Hudson, uh, look for the blue hulled kayak with the varnish top. And I'm actually going to put a picture of it in the post also. So just wanted to put that in. Have a great day. Thanks. I have some other exciting news I'd like to share from this week in my class. Uh, so I have my uh, the websites up as I told you and my first podcast is on there with the player so you can play it right on the website or you can download it and now I'm actually uh, listed in the iTunes directory the Hooked on Wooden Boats podcast is there so you can go there and subscribe I'm also listed in the Zune directory and will soon be listed in the uh, Blackberry directory so that's pretty exciting stuff so I, uh, my next project, my next wooden boat project, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do next. I would like to build a, another kit boat, another wooden kayak, and I'm thinking about possibly building a Pygmy Pinguino 14.5 boat, which I actually paddled one of those at the Port Townsend Wooden Boat Festival about two or three weeks ago. The other uh, possibility that I'm going to start working on here is building the wooden spars for my 14-foot dory, which I think would be a pretty exciting project. As I mentioned before, I built that boat and started to set it up for sailing, and I've never finished that, so I'm thinking about doing that. Anyway, folks, I appreciate you tuning in today. Uh, again, I'd love to hear from you. Please email or call. It's dan at hookedonwoodenboats.com. 
And the phone number is 424-261-2360. I'm looking forward to some exciting episodes ahead where I'm going to be interviewing some folks that are wooden boat enthusiasts in different parts of the Puget Sound area. And we're going to be talking some more about some fun things with wooden boats. And we're going to share the journey together. So thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk again next week. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 o